റഷ്യ ഫയറിംഗ് എഗൻസ്റ്റ് ഇസ്രയേലി ഫൈറ്റർ ജെറ്റ്സ് ഓവർ സിറിയ റിലേഷൻസ് ബിറ്റ്വീൻ റഷ്യ ആൻഡ് ഇസ്രയേൽ ഡിറ്റീറിയറേറ്റിംഗ് ഓൾ ദ മോർ ആൻഡ് ഹൗ ദീസ് ഓൾ ആർ കണക്റ്റഡ് വിത്ത് എൻ ടൈംസ് ആൻഡ് ബൈബിൾ പ്രോഫസി കമ്മിങ് ഹലോ ദിസ് പാസ്റ്റർ ജോജി ഫ്രം പോയിന്റ് ടു ട്വന്റി ഡോട്ട് കോം ആൻഡ് വെൽക്കം ബാക്ക് ടു അനദർ സ്ട്രാറ്റജിക് ട്രെൻസ് അപ്ഡേറ്റ് ആൻഡ് സ്റ്റഡി സിയോൺ ഫ്രൈഡേ നൈറ്റ് മെയ് തേർട്ടീൻത്ത് ഇസ്രയേൽ ഹാഡ് കണ്ടക്റ്റഡ് ആൻഡ് എയർ സ്ട്രൈക്ക് വിത്തിൻ സിറിയ എഗൻസ്റ്റ് ഇറാനിയൻ അണ്ടർഗ്രൗണ്ട് സൈറ്റ്സ് ഫൈവ് കിൽഡ് സെവൻ ഇഞ്ചുവേഡ് ഇൻ അലീച്ച് ഇസ്രയേലി സ്ട്രൈക്സ് ഇൻ സിറിയ ഓൺ മെയ് തേർട്ടീൻത്ത് ഇസ്രയേലി ഫൈറ്റർ ജെറ്റ്സ് ടാർഗറ്റ് അണ്ടർഗ്രൗണ്ട് സൈറ്റ്സ് ഇൻ നോർത്ത് വെസ്റ്റേൺ സിറിയ ഇൻ ദി ഏരിയ കോൾഡ് മസ്യാഫ് these sites were operated by the Iranian regime the Hezbollah and Syria's Assad regime such sites have underground tunnels which lead to chemical research labs satellite images confirmed that these underground sites were completely destroyed in that air strike it seemed that the Syrian military had fired on those Israeli jets during that air strike of course they missed but that has to be so since israel has been conducting air strikes within syria against these iranian assets for months and they have not lost any fighter jet but news have come out from the channel 13 network in israel which reported that russia had fired against those israeli jets in that air strike russian military set to fire s300 missiles at israeli jets over syria according to that report The S-300 anti-aircraft defense system was used to fire against those Israeli jets. And why is this significant? You see, Russia has provided these missile defense systems to Syria. But Syria's Assad regime's soldiers, they cannot operate these systems. Only the Russian military has the permission to use these systems. So that means if that report is correct and if those s300 missile defense systems were activated then that means russian army was operating them and that russia had fired on those israeli jets anyway they couldn't lock on to those jets and thankfully no jet was lost there has been no official comment from either israel or from russia yet the thing to note is that relations between russia and israel are on the rough side now see over the past one year russian military officials and diplomats have been criticizing israel for their air strikes in syria against iranian and hezbollah assets and remember that the putin regime is having good relationship with israel's enemies within syria and those are the iranian regime the hasbollah and the assad regime and just recently putin's regime had invited even hamas to have friendly talks in moscow we had shared those in our previous update so if you have missed it do check it out so because of all these factors if that report is correct this could be a russian signal to israel that it is changing its policy in syria and that russia won't allow israel to carry out such air strikes within Syria. And remember that Russia has thousands of forces in Syria helping the pro-Iranian forces and the Hezbollah. And these groups are committed to the complete destruction of Israel. We also need to understand that Vladimir Putin 
and his nation is now severely isolated and sanctioned by the world over the issue in Ukraine. Now he needs friends. And right now, in that Middle East region, he is seeing the Assad regime and the Iranian regime as friends. And along with that, in regard to Jerusalem itself, we had shared how Putin had demanded control of that Alexander Nevsky church in Jerusalem's old city, how he demanded that control back to Russia. Remember also the recent comments made by Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, who is very close to Putin. He said that Adolf Hitler was Jewish and that the worst enemies of the Jewish people are the Jews themselves. And the Russian foreign ministry made some more shocking statements in those days. Anyway, Israel said that Vladimir Putin had apologized to Israel's Prime Minister Naftali Bennett in a phone call. But Russia has denied that Putin apologized. These recent developments have made the relations between Russia and Israel on a strained note. And according to that Channel 13 report, with regard to last week's Russia's firing against those Israeli jets, Israel has to go on from here onwards with utmost care with regard to their airstrikes in Syria. You see, Israel has to do these operations within Syria because it cannot allow the transfer of weapons, especially those precision-guided missiles to pass through Syria to Lebanon, where it will reach the hands of Hezbollah to be used against Israel. See, after the threat of the Iranian nuclear program, the next biggest threat for Israel would be these precision-guided missiles. And that's why they will have to destroy their shipments as they pass from Iran through Syria to Lebanon. Israel cannot allow also those pro-Iranian forces to advance closer to the Golan Heights, especially on that Syrian side of that Golan border. So could Iran and Syria be asking Russia right now to help them in Syria? You see, over the past years, Israel and Russia had a military deconfliction arrangement in a way that Russia and Israel will not accidentally clash in Syria. But it would not be too long when Russia will tell Israel that enough is enough with regard to their airstrikes in Syria. And even then, even when Russia says that, chances are Israel will have to find out some way to take out those threats in Syria. Because for Israel, it is an existential issue. So how are all these connected with end-time Bible prophecy? See, we always uh, have updates which focus on the nearness of that Gog-Magog invasion of Ezekiel 38. Look at that passage in Ezekiel 38, that Gog-Magog invasion. Russia will lead a confederation of nations, including Iran, Turkey, Sudan, Libya, etc. And they will all come against Israel with Russia as their leader. And by the way, in our last update, we had shared how Turkey is favoring Russia right now with regard to the issue of Finland and Sweden joining NATO. 
So if you have missed that, do check it out. I'll be giving the link in the description below. So in that Gog Magog invasion of Ezekiel 38, what we see is God intervenes and destroys those enemy forces and rescues his people Israel. We have done another video also on the same channel, the timing of Ezekiel 38 Gog Magog invasion. So do check it out also. That link will also be given in the description below. So before that Ezekiel 38 Gog Magog invasion, the glorious hope that we have is that Jesus Christ will come in the mid heavens to take his true church in the rapture. He will take only those who have placed their trust in him. Those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Those who are living a pleasing life before him. He is coming only for those people. You see, going to church alone, having a church membership or just being baptized won't save you. The question is, do you know Jesus personally? Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Have you made Jesus your Lord, the Lord of your life? And are you living a life that pleases him daily? Jesus is coming to take only such kind of people in the rapture. All the others will be left behind on this earth to face that seven year great tribulation under the Antichrist. Well, you may ask, won't we get a chance during that time of seven years, which means after the rapture to accept Jesus or to commit our life to Jesus? Well, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 to 12, the answer is no. There won't be any chance given to those people who have had an opportunity to accept Jesus and commit their lives to Jesus before the rapture. So who will get that opportunity during that seven year period? During that time, chance will be given only to those people who did not get an opportunity to accept Jesus, to commit their life to Jesus before the rapture. Only such people will get a chance during that time. And even then, those people who place their faith in Jesus at that time will have to prove their faith in Christ by becoming a martyr for Christ. Because that's the great tribulation period. So, I would rather encourage you, do take this moment today. Take this moment today. Today is the day of salvation. Can you commit your life to Jesus if you have not taken that decision? If so, may the Lord help you. So, may the Lord bless you through this message and may, may He help you to take commitments and also rededicate your life for the Lord. And always remember, you have only one life. Make it count for Jesus.